1956. That was the year before I was born. The year my Taiwanese mother and my American serviceman father met in Taiwan, there was a great typhoon. Flooding, devastation. Many people lost their homes and their lives. The people called out, Guan Yin Posa, Guan Yin Posa, Guan Yin Posa, the Taiwanese name for the great goddess. While the typhoon flooded the island, some American servicemen stationed in Taiwan took aerial photographs of the storm clouds. Then they returned to their base to develop the film. In the cloud formations, they could see the image of Guan Yin Posa standing poised upon the head of a dragon. My mother gave me a painting based on this photograph. I didn't know the stories then, but the kind face staring back at me in the painting made me want to find out more about her. Guan Yin. Growing up, I called her Lady Buddha. Lady Buddha. With hair piled up high, dressed in white, Lady Buddha. She sounded beautiful. I marveled that there was this Asian goddess that my mother worshipped, and the only stories that I knew came from Ma. I would try to spell that name phonetically, G-W-A-N-I-M-Posa. See, Ma speaks Taiwanese, and though I know a little Chinese that I studied in college, it hasn't made communicating very easy at all. It wasn't until recently as I began to learn more about Lady Buddha that I realized Guan Ning Posa was actually Taiwanese for Guan Ying. Just a little revelation, but this research would be about a lot of revelations because the stories that my mother would try to tell me, I couldn't understand. I did so want to understand. We talk to Chinese, you don't, you don't understand. Talk to Taiwan, you don't understand. Ma would try to tell me about Guan Yin Posa, Lady Buddha, who saved her from war and starvation and who always gave her hope. Buddha always take me to heaven, and I see that it's different people over there. No house, I don't see any tree, except, you know, like a sky, beautiful, different. But you don't see floor either. It's like you stand up there, you don't floor, they just look like all smoky, you know, and all different color people. It's safe to say that most parents and children have communication problems, but add to that language and cultural differences, it makes talking to each other even harder. As Ma felt the need for me to join her religion, it caused more tension between us. I just can't join a religion I didn't know much about. I mean, not that I even want to. But out of something akin to self-preservation, I decided to find out more about this goddess, this woman of many names. The one who hears the cries of the world. Look. World. Guan Yin has many faces. The one who hears the cries of the world. So in China, she is Guan Yin. In Taiwan, she is Guan Yin Posa. In Vietnam, she is Guanam. In Japan, she is Canon. Whenever I described Lady Buddha to my Asian girlfriends, they would tell me their own Guan Yin stories. They would tell me how their mothers kept the small statue in a corner shrine in the living room, how their mothers lit incense and candles, just like my mother, and said the name Guan Yin three times. 
Their mothers, like my mother, would pray and credit this female deity with all kinds of miracles, of how she saved them during childbirth or provided prosperity or luck or how she just made the family healthy and safe. Always it seemed as if Guanyin was passed on from mother to daughter. My introduction to Guanyin, I think it started very, very early when I was, when I was very young. You know, I grew up with my mother's mother. Dr. Chun Feng Yu is a professor of religion at Rutgers University. My grandmother was a very devout uh, worshiper of Guanyin, and uh, as many women in China uh, still are. So uh, she and I shared the same bedroom, and every morning, you know, she was first thing she would do after she, you know, get up and uh, get dressed and, uh, you know, finished her personal toiletry was to light an incense in, in front of the image of Guanyin. And she would tell me uh, many different stories about Guanyin that she heard, you know, probably also from her mother. I met Dr. Yu by chance. Someone had given me an article she had written about Guanyin. The article happened to have her email address. Well, that's how I've gathered a lot of information about Guanyin. Out of the blue, someone would send me articles. So I emailed Dr. Yu. As luck, or perhaps Guan Yin would have it, Zheng Feng Yu is not only a Buddhist from China, but she is one of the foremost scholars of Guan Yin in this country. Fifteen years ago, she decided to write the quintessential book about the goddess of mercy. Her approach may be scholarly, but her inspiration is definitely personal. I think the reason why I decided to study Buddhism may have something to do with my close ties with my grandmother and uh, the simple but moving piety expressed, demonstrated by her. A description of Guan Yin from the 16th century. Su 静平甘露年年生,斜差垂柳岁岁七。Four virtues embodied in a perfect mind, a golden body filled with wisdom, her necklace a fringe of pearls and precious jade, her bracelets treasured with jewels. Dark hair like clouds shaped smoothly in dragon coils, her elegant sashes lightly fluttering as a phoenix poised in flight, her jade green buttons and gown of white silk bathed in holy light, her velvet skirt and golden cords wrapped by hollowed air, with brows of crescent moons and eyes like two bright stars. Her jade-like face beams divine joy with scarlet lips, a flash of red. Her vase overflows with heavenly dew from year to year, holding sprigs of weeping willow, 
from age to age.